kind of looked at me and they said the answer was, was alcohol. So ladies and gentlemen, The Tempest 2. Tom Caulfield, James Whistle, The Tempest 2. This is the story of The Tempest 2. Okay. All right. Isolation podcast part two. Back again. By popular demand. We say that, aren't we? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Inundated with requests. Just going to take this off. Very warm. No, I think uh, we got some good feedback from last week. I think a lot of people said it helps uh, with the mundane boredom that is isolation because, you know, another week has passed. How's it been for you? Yeah, I mean... (laughs) (laughs) I, I couldn't really tell you too much what I got up to. Um, significant it's things. It's all just blurring into one now, isn't it? Yeah, just, you know, it's slow when doing a big supermarket shop. Supermarket shop is the, the main event of the week. And it was carnage. It's weird. We, we haven't seen each other in a month. No. Bizarre. Which, um, is bizarre, actually, when you think about it. I haven't, well, I haven't seen anyone for a month. No, just all on. There's a lot, whole lot of this going down. A lot of, lot of screen time. There is. I feel like that house party thing has now dropped off the map, isn't it? I saw one little rumour that their security was poor. Yeah, I know. And did, I, you uh, see, did you see they have offered a million dollar prize to someone who can prove that that's bullshit? Really? So it's, it's a big corporate espionage like smear campaign. Absolute schmear campaign. Yeah, it is. And they're like, this is bullshit. It's true, though. Like, you can't hack into someone's WhatsApp via that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Banks. You can't just get into someone's banking app. Uh, so they're like, it's bullshit. Someone's trying to basically sabotage us. We'll pay someone a million bucks if you find out who it is. It's like, it was Carol Baskin. <laughs> <laughs> Carol fucking Baskin. <laughs> Carol fucking Baskin. Million dollars, please. <laughs> Carnage. Oh, how good's that, though? Tiger King. I mean, what a cultural phenom that has become. That bloke is, once he gets out of prison, he's sorted for keynotes the rest of his life. He's going to be like that. uh, (laughs) Got no fans. He's going to be going to the club, isn't he? The Wilson Raider (laughs) and Joe Exotic. (laughs) £2,000 kind of uh, personal appearances at Oceana in (laughs) Southampton. (laughs) I I reckon he'd be great on a tear-up. Be a hell of a stag host, wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, right. So, yeah, it's what, been a weird, weird week uh, what, again. What, but what, what have you been doing? Bit, bit of DIY? I had, actually, a very productive weekend. Nice. Uh, we did the garden, got it ready for the summer. We painted our bedroom. We created a piece of art on canvas. Load of shit, which nice. um, is very unlike me because I hate doing that stuff. I was going to say, DIY isn't really uh, uh, your bag or my I bag. I can't stand it. <laughs> I get like no... I've always said my nightmare hellish job would be being a marquee erector. The Which is ironic because yeah. that was pretty much all we did at uni. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally for Red Bull. Um, <laughs> I, I, get no, I get no pleasure out of building stuff. 
No, I'm saying, yeah. Some people like are like, yeah, you know, I got loads of, I got took loads from that. I, I hate it. <laughs> I can't stand it. It's it's not my bag. Um, but adventure is. So we'll talk about that. Here we go, and 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 here we are. So yeah, we got some on our last pod. We spoke and asked people to send in some ideas and uh, opportunities for adventures. Um, worth saying we get a lot of people just messaging all the time really like you guys should do this or go and take on this and go and take on that um and usually it's, it's a lot of shite <laughs> um but but this time it's actually been pleasantly surprising That's i know, we, ideas, I know we, we, we did call out beforehand please don't send any shite in there was, but, still was some shite let's just clarify that but yeah but there's not there was it. some there was some good stuff um yeah we, we had a chat before this. We we did our research on them, kind of saw, is it plausible? How we do it? And we've got what? We've got one, two, three, four decent ideas. Um, yeah. So I think what we plan on doing is going through those briefly, talking about them. Um, then we'll discuss the results of a poll that we put out a couple of hours ago, which should be very interesting. Uh, and I think we're going to bring one adventure idea each to the table today. Yes, we are indeed. Uh, I, must, I must keep in memory. We're obviously we're videoing this, but a lot of you will just be listening. So I need to make sure that I'm not, you know, doing gags just for the just yeah. for the facial stop, expressions. Stop making ridiculous hand gestures. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So put your knob away. Like, sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. Uh, I can right, still well. see you. Your camera's on, man. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, okay. So let's kick cool. off. What was the first one? The first one was. Um, oh, I should. I feel like we should credit the. Uh, the people okay. that sent the ideas I'll, I'll, in. I'll say what it was then. You find out who. Yeah, absolutely. So the first one was to cycle the G219 road, which is uh, basically the Chinese highway. I think th- this road actually has got quite a lot of press, but probably don't, people don't know what it's called. It's that one crazy road that kind of goes through the Himalayas. Um, most of it is over 5,000 metres in altitude. It's like 1,300 metres long. It's basically... A, a carnage, carnage route that a lot of trucks take. Uh, some people do it on motorbikes. I think it's quite a famous route to do on motorbikes. Uh, but the idea was to cycle it. Now, I guess we've got some experience in in long distance cycling, mainly from Patagonia. Uh, how far was that? That was nine hundred kilometers. No, in Patagonia. Yeah, how far was that? Is that like nine hundred miles? 900 miles, 1,200 kilometers or something, wasn't it? 1,500 k's, yeah. Sweet, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that <laughs> oh, roughly is 1,200. <laughs> that's roughly 1,200 kilometers. So that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just right, put your head down and, and go. Then, yeah, yeah, round it up, then you're there. Right, okay, so I've, it's, it's I've, not, I've, I've got it. It's a, uh, it's a Chris, Mr. Chris Russell. Mr. Chris Russell. Mr. Chris, it's, it just says Chris Russell, but I'm assuming Chris it's Chris. a mister. Um, but that, yeah, it's, it's a good idea. It's um, it'd be savage, wouldn't it? Really? No, it's not Chris Russell. I'm sorry. Chris. I'm sorry, so Chris. <laughs> taking that back, not thanking you at all. He he sent another cycle idea in, which was about cycling from Bangkok <laughs> which, to London. <laughs> which, 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 which actually doesn't get a So he's just <laughs> made it awkward for Chris Russell now. <laughs> no, it, it, no, we we were just going to bring them all together. Um, so it unfortunately would be. He can't find it. So whoever did, so whoever did do it, it's a fantastic got a 40 idea. Forty-minute time in it. We've just spent three minutes distinguishing that it wasn't Chris Russell. So I feel like, though, Chris, 
I feel like it was an endurance cyclist who sent it in. I looked at it when he sent it. Um, so it's a write-up history, but very, very challenging. What what is the um, how much of it is over five thousand meters? Like quite a lot of it. I think it it obviously it borders Nepal and Pakistan. It goes through the Himalayas. One of the most dangerous roads in the world. Um, is it? Yeah, I think it would be. You know, it would be it would be tough. I don't. I I struggle to see us getting that funded. I think the. Um, the difficulty, yeah, exactly. It's like the the story. It would be savage. It's obviously the whole thing is higher than the top of Mont Blanc, which is pretty mental. Mm. Um, and it would be brutal. There's like long stretches of no water, but then the, I think there's probably a couple of photogenic points where it proper snakes and curves, and then the majority of it is probably just a bleak road. So hard story to tell, other than it being very tough. And unless you're probably going to try and get a speed record on it, which, let's be honest, yeah, um, isn't going to happen, then um, it might be challenging. It would be an epic adventure, but maybe one for our back burner for way down yeah. the line. But a good idea, a good idea nonetheless. Um, the second adventure is to walk the Sahara. Now, when we first read that, it was like, walk the Sahara. what does that mean? Because there's loads of trekking tours across the Sahara, in inverted commas, but they're not actually. Because the Sahara is, what, it's 3,000 miles east to west, yeah. 1,800 miles north to south. So you go north to south, obviously. Yeah. 1,800 miles, though. That's a, that's a long, long old way to walk through a desert. Um, I mean... I don't even know what that is comparable to in, in terms of distance. It must be similar to like the USA or something like that. It's massive. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a hell of a long... And I mean, you, you are walking on sand, which you can't really overlook. And like, <laughs> we, we were looking into this. Like the, the sand dunes get up to like 450 metres, which is absolutely bonkers how big that is. And when we were looking at it, we came across a woman called Paula Constant who spent three years. She walked from the UK down through Europe, through Africa, into the Sahara, then across the Sahara. Couldn't find out she actually went directly apparently, across Apparently. Yeah, the details got so. a little bit shaky, didn't they? Three years, though. And she left <laughs> the UK with her husband. And three months later, they'd split up. And so she finished it on her own. I mean, I'm not just saying this. It said it on the articles that she potentially thought she had an underlying condition, psychological condition. And I think, as in like <laughs> her expression of going a bit mental was like, let's walk down to Sahara and then across it. And I think the husband's like, yes, could be a good, <laughs> a good laugh if you like, that's what you fancy. <laughs> and then, uh, then like maybe... <laughs> 300 miles in, he's like, actually, I can diagnose you here. You've absolutely lost your head. Um, enjoy the walk. See you later. And um, and just called it. And she, but fair play to her. That is absolutely savage. There's some great years. pics of her. She's just got like a couple of camels just loaded up to the eyeballs with all of her kicks. I'm guessing there's hundreds and hundreds of miles of nothing. She's yeah, just going. I mean, eating sleeping like solo and the sahara as well it's obviously like roasting hot in the day but then it's like sub-zero at night yeah 
it's a pretty insane environment to walk across alone. I take it she was alone. Don't really know. Yeah, I think so. That is pretty mental, to be fair. Well, well we might have a little look in to see if we can really delve in, but we, we there wasn't a huge amount on her, Paula. Should have gone global if um if that is. Yeah, and it's funny the the uh, the whole doing it with your partner thing. It's an interesting one because there was that story, wasn't there? When we were preparing for the Atlantic Row, yeah, a few years before us, a husband and wife had done it, and they got like something like a hundred miles in, and then the husband realized it's always the husband. The husband realized that he. Are you had saying? A, are you saying husband weird? Husband, husband, <laughs> husband. I, now, now I don't know what to say. <laughs> husband, husband I, I and wife. Feel, I feel like you're saying it like, um, <laughs> like sound like Joe Exotic. You would say. <laughs> Hang on, I can't I'm even sure, think about how to say it. I, I'm sure, I'm, I'm it so sure it's husband, husband and wife. And you keep saying husband. Husband. Yeah. Cool whip. Yeah. It's like say hus. Hus. Say I've got I've, I've got blocked sinuses. I've had them for three oh, weeks, yeah. so I'm going to blame it on that. Okay, I haven't had a fair. sense of smell in a month. Sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't, really I, didn't about it. I didn't mean to interrupt. Anyway, um, yeah. This, this wife and husband uh, Thank you. <laughs> uh, left, and they were 100 miles in, and he realised that he then had a phobia of open water. Which is mental. I, I think that may have been a scapegoat for. Yes, I actually hate you. I hate you, and I need to get off. So he was like, "I'm done with this shit." So he got picked up by a boat, and she was like, "If you get off this boat, I'm gonna fucking divorce you." And he's like, "I'm getting off the boat." <laughs> and he, she divorced him when she got back. Um, but she finished the Atlantic on her own. She did the whole thing on her own. I mean, that's pretty epic. Isn't what's, it? what's the conversation over the dinner party when you get home with your mates? So I said, "How was it?" It's like, "Oh, don't." <laughs> Don't don't get her started. It's like it's like, well, how was it, Derek? It's like, oh you fucking oh, he's gotta just be you've what gotta just wanker. stay on there just to what a wanker. just to avoid that awkward chat down the pub. Yeah, I but mean then, you're a laugh. To be stop, fair to him, it 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 would be challenging. Yeah, I mean, I mean never never do this shit with your partner. It's no. it doesn't matter how much you love each other. Yeah. Oh my god. It's not the platform for it. It truly is not. The amount, of, the amount of housework I've been doing recently, just because there's, <laughs> just because she's in more. <laughs> it's more for she's, all, to, she's always here. To see a bit of dust that needs hoovering. <laughs> luckily, luckily I got on a Dyson not long ago, so it's it's enjoyable. But yeah, um, we won't anyway. get into Hoover brands because we can talk no, no. for hours about those. That's true. We um, digress. But yeah, walking on the Sahara. It, it's actually a, it'd be a pretty cool thing to do. I think um, we were then looking at how easy is it to motorbike across it because a few years ago we motorbiked down into the kind of the very edge of it. Um, yeah. And whilst we were researching that, we typed in motorbike the Sahara. And I think it was hit number three. There was an article about us from some random website. And then below it, we were in the Sun newspaper in the or Sun some website. Yeah, no idea. Knew had it. no idea we were in there. So, yeah, we're in the probably sun, the post so. amount of PR we've we've ever gained off an adventure. Oh, by miles. That and Lab Bible. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that was a good one. Lab Bible. We'll, we'll share an article for that one. You can all check that out. Yeah, you can all check it out if you you got nothing else to do. So you will check it out. <laughs> but yeah, um, so yeah, the, the Sahara quite like the idea. Deserts are with um, I mean, with that. Would you rather walk across? If it was the same distance, the Sahara, than 
the Arctic, like the heat and the cold. Because yeah, they're both th- going to be similar, aren't they, in terms of just dragging yourself I think, over um, plains. I think I would rather do the desert. Yep. Because, and I, I don't know enough about it to really have a much of a say, but I think with the the poles, I think the level of faff is probably twice that of the desert. And what yep. I mean by that is, you know, setting up a tent, getting all your kit off, trying to dry it out, like all, all that shit is absolute faff committee. Yeah. And the winds are probably going to be mental. You're freezing. You can't go outside without putting all your gear on again, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You take your gloves off and you get frostbite. Yeah. It's just such admin. Whereas the desert is like, it's going to be very, very, very hot, isn't it? And probably horrific. It's essentially board shorts versus full noise gear. Yeah, exactly. Like if you want to go out the tent for a piss, you can do so quite easily. Yeah. Don't even need to get out. (laughs) Yeah, yes. Yeah, without having to put some woolly sock over your knob to stop it getting <laughs> Um So yeah, I, I think I would rather do the desert. Okay, I yeah, I, th- I think I actually probably agree with you on that one. Um, right, next up was from a lady, I believe. I, I also don't have the name. Um, and it was a, a great idea to paddle the Great Glen Way, which is a waterway from Fort William to Inverness. Or oh, it's between Fort William and Inverness. So in yeah, Scotland. Pretty much from one coast to the other, even though like the shape's obviously a bit weird. And it's ninety-six kilometers. Um it's a mixture of I think canals and like man-made canals and like giant locks and a bit of open water paddling. Um and it looks pretty epic actually. There's like a couple of websites of, of people that canoe it over a a five-day period, a four- or five-day period. Um, there's a walking trail that kind of follows parts of it, and it looks pretty epic. So it could be... Um, it could be I think that cards. could be a really cool, probably not like a flagship adventure, but definitely something to do like over a long weekend or something. Like that. I think, well, we were looking at it. We've obviously done some work with Red Paddle in the past. They obviously provided us with all the gear for Patagonia. And how, how far was the Lalione River we did? That was 100k, wasn't it? That was pretty much bang, bang on 100, yeah. So it's so pretty much the same distance. Um, it'd, be a, it'd be a really cool, like, endurance 24-hour adventure race, I reckon, yeah. you could do that. Because haven't you got to, with the canals, at some points where there's, like, locks, you've got to get out of the water yeah, yeah. and run it round. Yeah, there's 29 cool. locks, which would be make it pretty interesting. <laughs> Teams of two, like a 100k race from one side of Scotland to the other, whatever it is, yeah, yeah. locks, all that kind of stuff. That could be pretty epic. Yeah, Maybe definitely. we should drop the guys at Red an email. Absolutely. You could get, um, I don't, it'd probably be easy for a runner, but if like the running route was slightly longer, you could have people running the, the trail version and see. Yeah, like a relay type of over thing. Over 100k, yeah. Yeah, that'd be quite cool. But it, it looks um, it looks decent. So that's uh... Scotland is um, there's there's a lot of cool stuff you can actually do in Scotland. It's far far gnarlier than I ever thought. When we went up there, kind of winter climbing, it was yeah. actually pretty mental up there. Yeah, it was savage. I think um, there's there's a lot of like bucket list things that people from all over the world go to Scotland to try and do. I know that North Coast Five Hundred is up there on loads. Yeah, of that looks list. that looks amazing. What's the one the um, that 
trail run across the like the ridge, that, like the line in the sky, is it called, or something like that? I can't remember what that was called. I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, that looks pretty insane. Is that on the Isle of Sky? I just made that up. Mm. There's the Glencoe Skyline Race. Might be that. Or the Skyline Scotland. Maybe it's one of those. They all look but that pretty looks, savage. That looks pretty savage. It's almost like along this like pinnacle ridge, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. The, 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 Glen, the Glencoe Skyline is 52 kilometres apparently. Just up and down, up and down, up and down. That'd be savage. 5,000 metres of elevation. Oof. Leave that to the pros. <laughs> haven't, haven't got that in the pins, I'm afraid. I did, no. a Joe Wicks P, I did a Joe Wicks PE workout this morning and I'm absolutely papped. <laughs> like a Paul Mahami. <laughs> to be fair, like, jumping around like a bunny rabbit. It's like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> so you didn't need to have a fancy dress on, but fair play. No, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't need to dress up as Spider-Man. That was, that was yesterday, but I just did it today anyway. Just for <laughs> Yeah, no, that's... Um, yeah, that looks savage. I mean, we were in absolute pieces after a flat 26 miles in London. Imagine trying to do 52Ks up and down mountains. It is mental that people can just tick that off. Yeah. Um, Um, Anywhere anywhere near that type of fitness or endurance at the moment, anyway. No, it could be something Um, to work towards. And on that, though, was... um, Well, I don't know, actually, if this was something that... It was definitely something that we discussed a while ago. Um, And if it also got recommended on Instagram, I think it might have done, which was a Grand Canyon raft. Yes. Yeah, that's a funny one. So someone type, typed in, someone wrote in saying you should do the Grand Canyon like whitewater raft. And I think it was literally after the row when we first went full time, we were looking at doing, I think what we wanted to do was the rim to rim run in the Grand Canyon, which is like a savage marathon or something, isn't it? From yeah. like one side of the valley or the canyon down and then back up the other yeah then we were going to do that straight into a raft and then raft the whole river on our own and then then i think the third bit was we pitched to get picked up by helicopter and then skydive <laughs> i don't know how that fits in essentially um, just get out of there like james bond yeah. <laughs> just doesn't seem like a cool idea rather than having to walk um but we we did look at the rafting and it looks pretty mega because um, you can do that. I mean, I think it's pretty commercial. There's so many tours on it, but I think if you did the whole thing, it can be between like two weeks and 18 days or something like that. If you did the whole of the river through the Canyon, that is. Yeah. Um, but the, I, I remember the obstacle we found was there's a, a huge waiting list and it's almost like a lottery, isn't it? To, to get yeah. your name into it. Um, because we we looked at getting a permit, and it you kind of go into this ballot, and you can wait up to like seven years or something ridiculous like that. Yeah, yeah, Which it, doesn't it was really offer much. It doesn't work when I guess you're trying to plan it. Um, yeah, in exactly. advance. It's like we're going to go on an adventure probably in the next seven years. You're not going to know when. <laughs> yeah. um, can we have some cash for that? All of a sudden, we're just out in the Grand Canyon, but. It would be cool. I mean, the the whole like Colorado River is is pretty epic. It would be cool to do something down that like raft the entire thing. I think it's like yeah. three thousand kilometers or something. 
I think the rafting as well, it's one of those things that you don't need to, well, okay, I don't know. Here we go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it doesn't look that hard, is what I'm no. saying. Like you're, you're going down a river, aren't you? It, yeah. I mean, no matter how good you are, you're going one way. Um, and it certainly isn't going to be boring. No. <clears throat> Some of it's going to be mental. You're going to flip. You're going to get thrown from the boat. Yeah, I mean, you're ticking all the boxes in terms of content. Um, yeah. I'm guessing some of it's quite, probably quite dangerous. There's quite a lot of rapids. Um, and, but at the same time, you can then just pull up and set up a camp. It's, it's kind of got all the ingredients for a pretty cool adventure, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think there's, there's like massive dams and stuff you have to get out and, and go around and things. But it would, be, it would be epic. I don't know if it... I reckon you could probably do it on a lilo. Okay, here we like, go. Big Lilo brand, or one of those, um, one of those big swans you see on Hindus. Yeah, or, or stag dudes actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never been on a Hindu, but I imagine, imagine I've been on a couple. On there too. <laughs> That's shite. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, no, that that would be decent. I just it, my internet's finally loaded, so it's twenty four miles from one rim to the other. If like to run that. Oh. Um, which is pretty savage, and elevation of 7,000 feet as well. Yeah, I mean... That's, Carnage. That's going to hurt, isn't it? But that'd be quite cool to do that, like, do that rim-to-rim marathon, then get in the boat. Imagine the doms in the boat. Oh, my <laughs> legs. Legs just swollen like parsnips. Just crap it up. <laughs> Mental. Um, do you reckon brands would get on board with a Grand Canyon raft? Is, or is it a little bit too... A bit too um, inundated with commercial tours. Yeah, I think I think it would need. I think it could do if because uh, the tours, like in La Leona, the the river that we went down in Patagonia on the paddleboard, like a tiny little section of it, like a company was using to kayak down, like a little mm. few hundred meter stretch. And I think that's the same when everyone said when you see on the internet, like kayak or raft the colorado river it's just like a fraction of it so i think if yeah i don't know if, if we could do like something significant on it i reckon it could be a cool story there might need to be another element of something else going on there rather than just point a to point b more of a you know it's a a lovely experience hang on i've got a great idea oh shit so as we organize <laughs> right an underground flotilla party down the Colorado uh, River. Okay. Like a, almost like a little party, like a lilo party. Yeah. Like, like the, um, like a flotilla in Yacht Lao or Yacht <laughs> But more in like, more in the tubes, just flying down. Stopping where you can. There's little sponsored bars, different alcohol booze brands. You're literally, it's literally tubing in Laos, but in the Grand Canyon. Yeah, exactly. Just real commercial because it's in the US. <laughs> you've got a Red Bull wigwam. You've got a yeah. Smirnoff tent. <laughs> Hackersand, I've got a pop-up. Yeah, perfect. All the well, Vegas the casinos are all yes. there. <laughs> all the Vegas casinos and bars could have like a little canyon pop-up. We get guest visit from Bill Zarian, and he's there. You've got, you've got Getter. Throw it off. You've got Britney Spears on a residency for 100 bucks a night. <laughs> she's <laughs> shaving her head. She's loving it. Yeah, shaving her head for 100 quid. Um, 
Okay. Now, okay. okay. Now, we're, I don't really want to speak too much about this before someone poaches this absolute golden egg we're talking about. That's probably going to be the world's coolest party. It'd be up there, wouldn't it? To get insurance, I have to be real tight on that. <laughs> ah, it's all right. <laughs> I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> okay, so that could be. I mean, the good thing about doing Feeling the Grand good about Canyon. <laughs> good thing about doing the Grand Canyon is the the celebratory beers are going to be in Vegas, aren't they? <laughs> yes. Which is, uh, I think, a good and a very bad thing. It's just like, yeah. how was it? It's like they. They never made it home. Like, what happened? It's like they died. It's like, oh, they died in the Colorado River. It's like, no, they died in the Bellagio. Like, oh my, face down in the fountains outside. Yeah. They died in the pool of the MGM ground. Oh, what a way to go, though. Yeah, I mean, that jumble there. That'd be a hell of a, hell of a celebration. Seems far removed from our current situation of trapped in a new build. But... <laughs> <laughs> the still. chronicles of a new build. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, this, is, this is where the mindset goes. Absolutely, absolute losers. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Grand, Grand Canyon. I think it's worth exploring. Again, I question if it's as big as we want our next thing to be. Yeah. Um, that's going to have to be the world's tallest skydive, I think. Yeah, that's a shame, though. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, uh, then. Have, you, have you have you thought of any ideas then since we last spoke? I, I did two hours ago. I did. It was a um, it's something that we we kind of spoke about a little while ago. But just something that I got caught up late last night doing a little bit of online shopping. Oh yeah, and I came into ah, uh, where's it gone? I came into the potential purchase of this incredible little boat <laughs> and it was a tiny little thing but it is seaworthy and i think what kind of boat we're we talking about I, I, yeah 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 sailing boat yeah um like something off the truman show right okay yeah i'm with quite you. small like a little there, one person that, skiff there was a little there was a little downstairs section where you can yeah. sleep in with a little sink and stuff and a can obviously. Um, <laughs> but it, it, but it requires a lot of work. So it, it would be essentially purchasing this thing. I think it was, I don't know where it was. It was in the middle of nowhere. So you, you pick up, you pick up a vessel. Yeah. And you, we have a timeline of 18 months or whatever it is. Um, it sounds like some DIY coming here, and I think I've made myself very clear. <laughs> exactly. Well, you've proved to me over the weekend that you are, in fact, a DIY man. No, an artist. I'm an artist. <laughs> okay, right. Um, so you, there'd be a, a DIY section, which, mm. would put us, which is alarming, but responsible for our own safety on the open oceans. Okay. Um, and then we sail, essentially, to wherever the hell we want, but... I'm thinking you sort of you, t- you take on the two capes, you bust oh, down to oh, fuck. Jesus yeah. Christ! It, it, it's a hell of a journey. This is where it really steps up a level. What? So you do you do Cape Horn? Yep. And then the Cape of Good Hope. Yes. Right. 
and then you leave the boat at the other side of the Cape of Good Hope. You fly home. <laughs> yeah. You leave it on the rocks where you've been yeah. beached. Exactly. So that but, so that would re- require going, you know, south of Patagonia into the Southern Ocean, which is probably the biggest ocean in the world in terms of ferocity. Yeah, Drake's Passage. I've had a little research. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You tap then into the straight, ping it across the Atlantic through the Southern Atlantic. Yeah. But you don't, actually, you'd, the, you'd yeah. have to go the other way because the trade um, winds go the wrong way. So you'd have to go from South Africa to Patagonia, wouldn't you? So we sail first down the Bay of Biscay. Okay, yeah. All, all so from, is it, we're going from Portsmouth, are we? We're going from Portsmouth. <laughs> okay. All that. It can take a long time, you know. Yeah, I, down I the coast know. of Africa, down, down the coast of Africa, past the Verde Islands. Yeah. Um, and I think it, it ties in with a, an ocean conservancy project, a water project. You know, yeah. I'm talking, it's a perpetual planet series. I'm talking about okay. doing something truly unique. Um, yeah. We've got Rolex on board. Yes, exactly. We're, we're, we're doing right. something back research-wise. Not, we're not doing the research. <laughs> we're doing we're, none of that. We're collecting <laughs> samples for research. Stop, ah, stop sending first. in stool samples. <laughs> it's stop shitting in a cup. <laughs> so this is the water in the Southern Ocean. It's like, that's just a shit. <laughs> um, but we're, we were gathering, gathering research, and then we're sailing what is apparently two very dangerous... Very dangerous. Yeah, very dangerous. Um, And an ocean. And and just the ocean in between as well. traversing a continent. Yes. Oh, yes. So I'm not sure what the duration would be. (laughs) Quite a while, Um, I think. (laughs) We are talking about a 15-foot boat. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Um, No, I like it. I like, yeah, maybe the idea of building something out of renewable materials. But building and then testing it. it. <laughs> but but no, but testing it, like obviously we haven't sailed, so that has that skill acquisition element. And yeah. then it's also like taking it right to the end of like I have been on yacht week to so I am pretty, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, pretty good shit. at sealing. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty good on the med, not sure anyone knows how <laughs> yeah, testing the I'm, med is. I'm pretty sure this will just pivot to a med sail <laughs> <laughs> round yeah. the so, coast of Italy. Perfect. <laughs> um yeah, something right. like that. Something that feels a little bit explorative. Maybe we're we're going and we're maybe we're trying to surf the most remote wave in the world. Yeah, just like maybe ma- maybe we're stopping at Tristan da Cunha is en route from oh, sh- yes it is South Africa to Patagonia. <laughs> Hell of a place to stop. As, well, yeah, the most remote place. Okay, it's coming together. <laughs> and there's a post box on Tristan da Cunha, so we could get Royal Mail to really put some cash behind it. We can get our gold sure post box from the Olympic medal not, that we won. Yes, yes, for the luge. I'm not sure why the Royal Mail would need to do any marketing. It does seem strange. But <laughs> especially in Tristan da Cunha. Yes, especially. Just a hell of a lot of work. Some, for them. There's something there. Okay, now we're rolling. Um, I like the idea. Got one of eye on the time surfing. here. Okay, and let me just finish this real quick. <laughs> I like the idea. No, right? I'm afraid I have to of, cut you off. Of, of planting a piece of dynamite in a, um, like a small one. What the? In a iceberg, blowing it. As it falls, surf we then the catch wave. the wave and surf it. Yeah. 
Obviously, we I'm, have I'm to. 90%, I'm 90% sure that, firstly, Red Bull did that quite a while ago. Secondly, they dynamite in an iceberg. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure we're going to get sign-off from 1% for the planet for dynamiting. <laughs> <That's> a good <laughs> point. It's like, oh, we've caused a, a, a huge, huge splinter on this glacier. So it's like, that's oh good. my. That's six a huge what on the glacier? Away. Splinter. <laughs> the only word I can think there. of. <laughs> Um, but imagine how funny it would be if this, this big wave comes off this iceberg and I we both it. just get battled, just totally battled on it. Got to so, wait another six months. So I think that was right. Um, right, okay. We need to wrap this up because we're okay, still sorry, too cheap sorry. by the real Zoom. Um, <laughs> £10 a month. Refuse to do it. Um, so we put a poll out on our Instagram. Um, this is going to be a new segment of the podcast, a would you rather segment where we are going to find the funniest would you rather's um in the uh across the internet uh, and this we we put out would you rather a travel the world for a year but on a shoestring budget this is all expenses paid by the way <laughs> b stay in the nicest hotel in the world for a week and the results are back and i'm glad the result has gone this way 86 percent would rather travel the world for a year but on a shoestring budget so 14 percent would rather the hotel. And I can see the argument for that. Um, yeah. But 86% would rather travel the world on a shoestring budget. I didn't, I, th- I thought it would be in that favour. I didn't think it would be that overwhelming though. Mm. What would you in The nicest hotel. I, I, I think I'd agree with that. But the world's nicest hotel is going to be lovely, isn't it? Imagine how nice that is. And I guess a shoestring oh. is like, are you bouncing around hostel to hostel? Yeah, yeah, you're hosteling. Oh, <laughs> Ugh, disgusting. <laughs> um, <laughs> bloody. Hell. But there is a huge difference because you can live in a hostel whenever you want, pretty much. I don't even if you even if you're earning good money, are you ever going to be able to stay in the best hotel in the world? Not without really bankrupt. The only so. problem is it's probably in somewhere like. Dubai or something like that. Not that there's anything wrong with Dubai, but you'd want it to be somewhere where there's loads of cool stuff you can go on there, really expensive excursions and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. It's going to be somewhere like mad, isn't it? One to think about. That's a good one. one I, I, I like that sector. I'm looking forward to the next one. There were some yeah. good, good questions yeah, out there as well. Some there. Fucking funny ones. <laughs> um, all right. Good stuff. Well, that's Isolation Podcast 2 done. <laughs> Next week, fuck knows what we'll talk about, but we'll, we'll, we'll find something. something. Yeah, absolutely. Always do. Always um, do. Oh, fantastic. What have you got on the rest of the day, just quickly? I know we're running out of time, but... I'm, I'm dying for a piss, uh, and I'm going right, to okay. um, go and have some lunch after this, I think. What, what have you got? Uh, fuck, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm going to have make the recreate the salmon rice bed from Itsu. Teriyaki oh, salmon. Yeah, you'd be dunking it some crisps in it, I imagine. Yes, 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 yes. Good yes, man, yes, yes. good man. Um, I'm just doing a cheese toasty, so just <laughs> <laughs> so keeping it very budget. Like it. All right, guys. Peace out. Thanks for listening. Stay we'll, safe. We'll speak to you soon. Stay inside. Peace. Ciao, ciao. Yeah, bye bye.